Denton Day, Nick Ashew, BetMGM tonight. I saw on ESPN.com a nice little article that says, uh, will, the, what, will, will Trevor Lawrence be a sneaky candidate for MVP this year? Yes! I love Trevor Lawrence this year. <laughs> telling you. Over 26 and a half touchdowns. He had 25 last year and really was a completely different quarterback the second half of the season. He really I, was. I, I would, I'd probably bet the over on that until it's at about 28 and a half, I think. That's I really a, think he's in for a good year because you're also adding number. Calvin Ridley. Right. Calvin Ridley wasn't part of that last year. so That offense is going to look good. Yeah, I, I really think so. Jordan Dejani jumps on with us, covers the NFL for CBS Sports. It's been a while since we talked, my friend. Good to have you on. Uh, are you are you in as high on Trevor Lawrence this year as I am? My friends, what's going on? Man, I'm on the radio with Nick and Denton Day. This is like <laughs> a fever dream, man. These are two of my favorite people. It's always fun to talk football with you guys. To answer your question, well, first of all, you're talking to a journalist from Nashville, but at the same time, <laughs> yes, I really do like Trevor Lawrence. I was a fan of his coming out in the draft, and it really rubbed me the wrong way that people took his rookie year under Urban Meyer so seriously. We saw what this kid could be potentially as an NFL franchise quarterback in 2022. I think he's going to take another leap forward under Doug Peterson. They got some new weapons in the fold as well. They're just building that camaraderie, building that chemistry. I think that this team deserves to be the favorites in the division. And anytime you're talking about a good, young, up-and-coming quarterback, of course they're going to be a dark horse in the MVP conversation. So, Jordan, inside that division is, of course, the Tennessee Titans, a team you're very familiar with. I, I look across the NFL, and there are a lot of teams where I, I understand what they're going to be this year. I, I might not know exactly what the win total is, or else I'd be a rich man, but I kind of understand what they're going to be. I don't have a grasp for what Tennessee is going to be. What are your anticipations for them going into this season? Listen, I cover the team. You know, I talked to the players. I was there at training or at mandatory minicamp, whatever it was, OTAs, and I still don't have a great feel on what this team could potentially be like. I almost want to attribute the term boomer bust to this squad. I mean, you can never count them out because of the guy who you have leading them, right? Mike Brabel, in my opinion, is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. You look across the roster and what they did in free agency in the draft, it wasn't, it was a, maybe a little bit underwhelming. But the biggest thing is, and, and the main reason why I don't have a great feel on what this team's going to look like is because they have a new offensive coordinator who is implementing an entirely new, different kind of offense that's going to really rely on pace, which is very different from the Titans of old. So we really don't know what this squad's going to look like. But injury issues have really plagued this team. If it were not for injury issues, if we were playing video games on Madden and the injuries were turned off, the Titans would have won the division last year. I think they <laughs> lost seven straight because they had a practice squad quarterback, Josh Dobbs. Shout out to the University of Tennessee. But, you know, the injury issues and what this new offense is going to look like are really what hinges, right, what the Titans' win total hinges on in 2023. Will that offense be led by Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis? It's going to be Ryan Tannehill. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, I really don't think there's any kind of quarterback competition at all. Watching Will Levis, man, let me tell you, I mean, we're talking about physically gifted, not just a stout athlete, but someone where the ball just jumps out of his hand. Like watching him throw, just playing catch, warming up for 20, 25 yards out, it looks like he's throwing a bullet from five yards out. The ball really jumps out of his hand. But with any kind of NFL quarterback, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to going through progressions, your footwork, kind of adopting and, and buying into a new offense. So, Will Levis, I think the Titans fans are hoping he's the quarterback of the future, but right now, Ryan Tannehill still looks like the leader. When you look at some of these uh, some of these other teams across the, the NFL, who is the team that you're most excited to see come week one? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there's so many. I think what I, I just look at one division. Let's put it that way. The AFC East, man, we, we know what the Buffalo Bills are, but there's two teams in that division I'm so excited about, and that's the Miami Dolphins, right? Year two under Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungabailoa, even after his concussion issues, he still had a career year in that new look offense. Tyree Kill, we know what he is. Uh, Jalen Waddle might be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL already, especially when it comes to who he's working under with McDaniel. Uh, Devon Achain, the running back that they drafted, track star speed. You know, Mike McDaniel is someone who really made his name scheming for the run in San Francisco. And Miami really wasn't that great on the ground in 2022. If that's something that they can add to their offensive arsenal, the Dolphins are going to be a, a team to really look out for. And then how about the New York Jets? I heard uh, rumors that they have a new quarterback, some guy <laughs> by the name of Aaron Rodgers, right? So, you know, the Jets are a team that low-key I've been kind of high on just for maybe the past year or so because I like what they've done on both sides of the ball. They've got young talent. I mean, how far do I have to go? They have the reigning offensive and defensive rookies of the year at cornerback and at running back. That wide receiving core has been um, bolstered as well. The offensive line, maybe some question marks. But I really do like what the Jets have had going in terms of team building. And now they finally have a consistent presence at the most important position in the game in Aaron Rodgers. So that's a team with Super Bowl hopes as well. You excited to see them on uh, Hard Knocks, the Jets? Yeah. Huh. I, has that been officially announced yet? It's not official, but it just everybody's pretty much saying that this is this is happening, which to me that was clearly the right choice. There's no team that ever came close to as interesting as the Jets would be. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, and I kind of love that, you know, no NFL team wants to do hard knocks. And if I was a head coach, I would not want cameras around my workplace when I'm trying to build a team and try to win a Super Bowl, right? But obviously the hard knocks in their contract, they have the ability to force – um, their services on one of these few teams. And uh, the Jets are one of them with Aaron Rodgers in the building with a media market like New York. Maybe Dalvin Cook's on the way. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Who knows? The Jets are definitely the clear and obvious choice when it comes to hard knocks this year. Jordan, when you look at the AFC West, obviously the Chiefs are the cream of the crop, right? Patrick Mahomes, they are always going to be on top of the mountain in terms of the betting numbers. How far is the gap between them and everybody else inside that division? You know, it's tough. Like, I've definitely been a, a, a member of that weird Chargers cult that has kind of been <laughs> existing over the past couple of years, right? We always think the Chargers are going to make this leap, and they really don't get there. They went 10-7 and seven last year, but the main addition, the big addition they made this offseason was their offensive coordinator with Kellen Moore. So that gives you another reason to have some cautious optimism when it comes to Justin Herbert really planting his flag as one of those top quarterbacks in the NFL, and also for the ceiling and what the Chargers could potentially be as well. So when you were talking about the you know the difference between the Chiefs and the Chargers, it was four wins this year. Maybe it's three wins. Maybe it's two wins in 2023. As you mentioned, the Chiefs are definitely the cream of the crop, the Super Bowl favorites for good reason, and I think they're going to win the division. I don't have much doubt about that, but I'm kind of expecting the Chargers to look better than they have under Justin Herbert in 2023. Talking to Jordan Dejani, BetMGM tonight. Uh, the AFC North. Bengals are the favorite, no surprise, plus 120. Ravens coming in next at plus 250. Browns are 4-1, to one, and the Steelers are down there at 5-1. to one. There's a lot of people, not on the Steelers to necessarily win that division, but look at that and say that could be a, a division that sends four teams to the playoffs, including the Steelers, if obviously Deshaun Watson can look like the Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston before. Uh, could you see the AFC North sending four teams to the playoffs? 
if we're talking about intriguing divisions, we already talked about the AFC East. Well, we definitely got to talk about the AFC North as well. I think it's very possible that they send four. I'm not going to put money on that just because of how competitive the AFC is. I don't think it's going to work out that way. But I'm glad you brought up the Steelers because they're the team that I've already placed a couple of preseason, offseason bets on. Their win total right now is sitting at eight and a half. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record, as I'm sure is famously known at this point. <laughs> um, and that, is, that includes last year as well with a rookie quarterback who kind of struggled in the beginning but definitely found his footing towards the end stretch of the regular season. So I really do like the Steelers to take a step forward. It, it's tough when we're talking about a, t- a division that includes the likes of the Bengals, who I might have going to the Super Bowl this year, the Baltimore Ravens, who I'm very intrigued by because they got rid of Greg Rome and they got Todd Munkin as, in, as offensive coordinator. That offense is going to look different, and they're going to pass the ball a little bit more. And, of course, we've seen the headlines. OBJ, Zay Flowers are not now a part of their wide receiving core. The Baltimore Ravens are one of the most intriguing teams to watch. So, yes, it's a loaded division. But, man, I really do like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the reason is because Kenny Pickett. I know the stats on paper won't blow you away, but that kid played really good football down the stretch and, more notably, in the fourth quarter as well. He's a big reason that Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season yet as the head coach of the Steelers. He's definitely a candidate for a second-year jump. So you play some bets on Pittsburgh. Who is the team in the NFL that you look at right now is covered with caution tape? They have all sorts of stay out, beware of, like, who is the team that you are avoiding with all costs in the NFL this year? It sounds like me looking at win totals in general, man, because Vegas <laughs> is just so spot on with these guys. You know, it's tough when you look at some of the favorites, right? I mean, the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, the Bengals. I got to say, if I got to pick one that I'm had some caution tape wrapped around, it might be the Buffalo Bills, right? Did they do enough in the offseason to further their case as legitimate contenders in the NFL? They were the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl last year. That, of course, did not happen. And now we have this weird drama going on with Stephon Diggs. And I know Josh Allen's going to come out and say that the media is making more of it than what it actually is. No, I can promise you, Josh, we were not making more of the situation than it was. That was a very weird situation, especially considering Sean McDermott's comment. So if we got our number one wide receiver, who, let's be honest, he shoulders the entire passing game for the Buffalo Bills. If we ask him a little bit disgruntled before we've even reached the preseason, I'm putting just a one line of caution tape around Buffalo Bills futures. You know, talking about the AFC is going to be a trend, Jordan, throughout the entire year because it's just so stacked and there's so many young, talented quarterbacks and so many good teams. But there is the other conference in the NFC that's like the polar opposite right now, where you look at the Eagles as the favorites to win the NFC at plus 260. Then it's the 49ers at plus 350, and we think Brock Purdy's going to be the starting quarterback. I've been saying he's going to be the starting quarterback for a while, and it's sounding more and more like that'll be the case if he's healthy. Then it's the Cowboys all the way down at plus 650, and the Lions at plus 850. And you start going down after the first two teams and go... Okay, like, who stands out in the NFC after the first couple of ones at the top there? Is there any dark horse, any team in the NFC or that you either like to make the playoffs or maybe just a team that was a playoff team that isn't necessarily getting enough attention? Because for me, I'm having trouble just looking at that conference and really understanding what the playoff picture is going to look like. Yeah, I totally agree, especially if you ask me what, like, a dark horse is going to be for competing for an NFC title. I just straight up do not have one for you. I don't even like saying the Dallas Cowboys in that yep. conversation. I think it's the Eagles and the 49ers. I already locked in the Eagles to win the NFC at plus 325. You mentioned it's plus 260 right now. I wish I jumped on them to win the Super Bowl earlier this year. The odds have shifted in a major way. But if we're talking about just kind of a looser term, dark horse in the NFC, 
Let's talk about the NFC North, right? Everyone's high on the Lions. They, they, have, they have become America's team. You know, move over, Cowboys. It's all about Dan Campbell now. Well, I'm kind of interested in the Minnesota Vikings. Listen, I know their defense was absolutely trash last year. I get that. But this team still went, what, 13-4? and four? And their win total right now is 8.5? 8.5? I think they're going to win nine games in 2023 if I had to put my money on it. And I've already put my money on it. So I think the Vikings might be in a great position to maybe once again steal the division from the Lions if they do not live up to the hype. When it comes to the Vikings as Super Bowl contenders, I'm not ready to go that far. But in terms of NFC division-wise, I I like the Vikings. I think we're not talking about them enough just yet. As someone that's already placed that Vikings to win the NFC North pick, I agree with you there. (laughs) Uh, Jordan, have you had a chance to look into the MVP market at any time yet? Uh, not too much, and I will be honest with you guys, I'm not a huge MVP better. Uh, I did tweet out something, and I think it might have been from BetMGM. It, might, it was a prop um, offering, I think, the big three, right? It was Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen versus the field. I don't remember if that was Caesars, if that was BetMGM. Um, but I took the field on that one, and I think the field might, might have been like minus 125 or something, so I thought that was an interesting prop because Jalen Hurts wasn't part of that big three, and I think Jalen Hurts would be a good sleeper to win the MVP. What, I'm looking at it now. I think Patrick Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, it's going to be one of those quarterbacks, and I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence. He's up there around the top five, top six as well. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to take a flyer on Justin Herbert. I'll move him out of the conversation. So I'm looking at Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Lawrence, really. And, I mean, this might be Burrow's year. I mentioned earlier in the interview, I kind of like the Bengals. I already placed the Super Bowl exacta, the Bengals versus the Eagles at plus 2,000, I believe. That'd be kind of an interesting Super Bowl, in my opinion. Joe Burrow at plus 750 might be my preseason bet. All right, got about a minute here, Jordan. I'm looking at the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Bijan Robinson's the favorite, plus 275. Bryce Young comes in at plus 450. Anthony Richardson, 7-1. C.J. Stroud is plus 850. Out of those three quarterbacks, because that's where a lot of the hype was, right, was the quarterbacks. Is it? Are you most comfortable with Bryce Young being the starter week one and having the best start to his rookie year? Or do you maybe believe more in somebody like an Anthony Richardson or a C.J. Stroud? Yeah, it's tough because I think my game script or my season script, if you will, with Bryce Young, maybe he comes flying out of the gates. He looks like he's going to be the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and maybe he has to unfortunately deal with some kind of injury. I think that this kid has a ton of talent, but the, there, there are existing worries and concerns about his frame, right? How many sacks can he take in a season and be okay and still be that mobile Steph Curry point guard-like guy off the fly that he really has come as advertised at the University of Alabama. So, yes, I'd be more comfortable with him, but C.J. Stroud would probably be a close second to me. I think the Texans are finally on the right footing as a franchise. I like what they did at head coach. I think they had a really good draft, by the way. Look at what they did at wide receiver with Tank Dell, Xavier Hutchinson out of, Ohio, out of Iowa State, who is one of my sleepers in the draft. Anthony Richardson, listen, I get the Cam Newton comparison. He's an all-world athlete, but there's going to be a learning mm-hmm. curve when it comes through throwing the football and being accurate, going through a progression, things like that. I'm not 100% sure Anthony Richardson's going to hit the ground running. So, yeah, I'm going to lead gotcha. towards Bryce Young, the number one pick. Jordan Dejani, CBS Sports. Always good to talk to you, man. It's been too long. we got to run. Thanks for coming on with us. We'll do it soon. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are the best. And there he goes. It's Bet MGM tonight.